Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio. That is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service Hey, it's Wednesday. It's high noon. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the AltaCast. I am not high. I don't feel high. I just finished crying again for like the 40th time. I totally don't feel like doing this stupid podcast today. But here we are, AltaCast, every Wednesday from noon to 2. Um, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is out getting some coffee, getting her shit together. I'm crying in the studio, trying to accomplish things that I'll never get accomplished. Yay. Well, today on the AltaCast, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best tank in the biz. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Go to tryalta.com and check it out. Uh, hey, I'm just freaking out because of the stupid festival. You know, that's fine, whatever. And comedy in San Francisco is a joke. But, uh, give me a call, 415-550-0511. I wouldn't want you to try to cheer me up or anything, because no one gives a shit about me. Poor little Pammy. Anyway, last night was really bad with comedy. Um, I was completely overlooked and completely disrespected by a room. And I will mention names, because I don't even want to give them any press, because I just don't want to even tell you what room it was, so you never go there. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna listen to some music today, read between the lines of Yahoo, uh, see how the world's all fucked up, now we can feel better, right? 
Uh, and I gotta go get the rest of my shit together, so listen to some Kope. Or turn this podcast off, because it's gonna be a shit show. Do whatever you want. It's mutinyradio.fm. I wouldn't listen to the altercast today. <sighs> Anyways. Hey, life sucks, then you die. You try to do a bunch of shit, no one appreciates it. I understand, man. Parents, I got your back. If you're a parent and you have a kid who's just a dick bag that doesn't fucking appreciate you, all the stuff you do every day, driving them to school, feeding them, putting a roof over their head, and they still slap you in the face. Now, I don't have any kids. But I understand what that's like because I hang out with comedians who are the most selfish, inconsiderate, horrific people that don't give a fuck about anybody but themselves. You help them, you bump them, you do favors for them, you put them on shows. And then do they remember about you? Of course not, because they're all fucking assholes. Don't ever become a comedian, okay? Because they have no friends and they're pieces of shit and then you become one of them and you try to be nice and then you just get fucked in the ass and then you feel like and then you feel like a martyr because you're like oh poor me blah 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 but you know what I'm fucking sick of it I don't want to run any more fucking open mics for these goddamn assholes Uh I give every fucking Monday and Friday of my life for four years on Friday and for two years on Monday and what the fuck do I get nothing I go to another person's open mic that they run once a week. I run three fucking open mics a week. Three comedy shows. And I get no respect. It's fine. Whatever. Sounds like we're not getting any love right here. No, no. Pam Benjamin gets no love. I work harder than anyone else in this fucking community for everybody. And I get shit on. I got shit on last night. Now, it kind of got made up by Anthony Medina hooked me up and uh, he's great. And, and Tony Sparks is great. You know, there's a couple comedians that aren't pieces of shit. Kikoa O'Brien, nice guy. Chris Knatzer, great individual. Uh, old dumbface Steve Poggi isn't here today. He's a nice guy. But when it comes to the majority of the people in this community, fuck them. I am so done with watching everybody's set and being nice. I'm just going to sit outside and smoke like everybody else and not give a fuck. Even at my own show, like I sit in the front and I pay attention to your set. Fuck you guys. At happy hour, fuck it. I feel like not even running it. I feel like just leaving the microphones up there and being like, have fun, work it out yourselves, guys. I'm done. So, in other words, we have people who are rude and who weren't raised correctly and who call themselves a community, but they're phony and they're full of shit. And in other words, there is no sense of community. It's all about me, 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 and ego, ego, ego. 
Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, it's comedy. Which exactly? Which you? But it's about their own clicks. That's the thing is, I've realized that so I am like definitely that. not part of uh, the only. All I have, all I got is Mutiny Radio, and then I realized, I mean, I don't be, mean to be down on this place, but it's kind of a shithole. There's no respect for it in the comedy community, except from the new kids, the kids that are starting out. They're like, ooh, I love it. And then they move on, and what do they do? They forget about us. Look at Joey Avery, rising to fame and stardom. Does he remember Pam Benjamin? Of course not. He can't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck. I, that's pretty sad that, you know, people kind of forget where they come from. Absolutely. that form you know where you start you know and the thing is it's just like you know I do notice sometimes you know watching people and other comedians I, I when I first started doing stuff here I noticed people would go outside and talk rather than check out other people and their work which it's always fascinating to check out other people and their work and their comedy. No, it's not. You know. Fuck it. It's everyone <laughs> is boring and stupid. And their work is is shitty. And we're in fucking San Francisco and everybody thinks that everyone thinks this is something. We're nothing. We are nothing. San Francisco comedy doesn't exist in the world of comedy. We are not LA, we are not New York. Or no Chicago. one's getting money. We're not Chicago because we don't... Oh, we do improv, too. We don't do fuck anything. We are hobbyists. We are not real comedians. And everyone that thinks, oh, I'm doing the punchline, fuck you. (laughs) It's not a real place. It's not a real venue. It's not a real show. San Francisco is nothing in comedy. No eyes are looking at us. There is no one looking at us. There is no one looking at us. There's no one looking for us. Maybe it's all spinning our wheels for nothing. I think it's probably because there are two. I mean, yes, there is ego in any kind of like comedy or acting or, you know, any kind of like artistic profession. But I think it is here. I notice it's one man for itself. And that's not how... That's not how it works. Like when I used to do improv in Chicago, actually everyone was supportive. It was so weird and crazy. I thought it was going to be a little bit more cutthroat, but it wasn't. There's and people a real would, yeah, and people would actually check out shows. Or if you were doing improv, they would let you play with them on a set. Right. You know, because you could be sitting in the audience. But improv's a little different in that it's. Imp- I mean, it, it is a team. You, you it can't. Is a team. You can't do improv with by people. Yourself. Yeah, you can't do it by yourself. Well, I guess that would be stand-up comedy. <laughs> and you, you can't do it with people that aren't being agreeable. Right. So, though there have been times when I've worked with people that would deny me on stage, and you're just being a dick. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you obviously don't know what this is about. You just keep denying me and trying to embarrass me, which I think it's a lot worse when someone's trying to deny. That's one of the, the rules in improv. The number one is do not say no all the time. Do not deny you know, don't do not deny your team. Right. And when you deny your team, you're 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 making that other person look like an asshole. Yeah. You know. And so because you're both on stage. Because you're both on stage. So that means I can't get myself out of the hole because you keep denying me. As right. for when you're doing stand up, it's just you. <laughs> so right. if, if you don't, if the stuff that you don't write sucks, well that's all on you. You know. Right. But I mean it, it's I think there's also an issue with I see, hmm, I see a, a, a lot of a big ratio of 
a lot more men. Oh no, this was a woman only queer room and they fucking oh. disrespected my ass. I went out of my way to go to a new fucking room. I went Wait. out of my way. I changed. I even said on Facebook, I'm going to go to this new room that I've never been to. And I broke my comfort barrier and I went somewhere else and I rushed. I didn't finish any of the work that I had to do here yesterday for the festival because I went out to try to go to this new room and support a new room and try something new. And I asked some people, hey, can you sign me up? Because I know I'm going to be late because I knew I couldn't make I left here at like 5.41. I didn't have my skateboard. I ran to the bus stop. I got on the bus. The bus was taking forever. Then I got off the bus and I ran to the event and I got there at like 6.05 and I was ninth on the list because Tess Berry was coming kind enough to sign me up but the people the hosts of the show I knew there was a feature going on but I figured the feature was going last because that's what they do but the host of the show did not tell me where in the lineup the feature would be and they didn't say it's gonna be before my set or after then number eight goes I know that I'm next I'm number nine and they bump me for a comedian that's been doing comedy for three months <laughs> three months <laughs> I'm in the room I've been doing comedy for four and a half years I've known these fucking bitches these queer fucking bitches. These cunty, cunty queers. Oh, wow. I've known them for years. And what do they do? They fucking bump me for a girl. And then they put the feature on. And they didn't even have the respect to tell me that they were going to put the feature on before me. I've already been there for an hour and a half. And you're fucking, hour and 20 minutes in your fucking shitty room listening to fucking new comedians, which I have to do twice a week anyway. I have to listen to these fucking new comedians twice a week and the same fucking jokes and I'm there supporting your fucking room. What do you do? You bump me for a newbie who's not funny. Oh, by the way, there's a room full of people that are not comedians because we're all there to see the feature. And instead of putting me up, who's going to make people laugh because I fucking know how to do that, they put up the newbie. I'm supposed to wait for an hour and 20 minutes and then 20 minutes through your fucking feature before I go up. I'm supposed to sacrifice my entire Tuesday night for you cunty, cunty queers. So in other words, it'd have been just it'd have been better if they said, "Well, we we're not going to have you on tonight." It would have been better if they would have said, "Hey, in the beginning, we usually put the feature on right about here," and given me some heads up so I didn't waste two hours, an hour and twenty minutes. Excuse me, I wasted an hour and twenty minutes of my life. What could I have been doing? Oh, other stages. They fucked my night, and I went out of my way to support them, and that fucking pisses me off. Because it was a cunty maneuver. That happens a lot here at SF. <laughs> the thing is this. I'm not some fucking newbie. And I've been running a goddamn open mic for four fucking years. You respect that, other people in fucking San Francisco. We are nothing and I provide you stage time. And then you shit on me? I I'm fucking pissed. I think the fact is we don't get any love or respect or loyalty. That's what <laughs> that's about. Nobody respects me. There is no... There is that's no what I learned thing. last night. I am a piece of shit in the comedy community. I've been working my ass off for four years. Threat has been detected. Fuck yeah, threat has been detected. Fucking pissed. I'm, I'm seriously, I have sacrificed and given every Friday for four years. And now I'm doing four hours. For what? For what? Fucking comedy dickbags. For what? Yeah, um, for what? I think, uh... Sorry, I, I mean, I'm... I, I, hey, I'm angry. I can... Hey, dude, be angry, Vince. I think this was a long time coming. <laughs> I really do think this was a long... This explosion was a long time coming with the fact of the matter of the pressures of ha trying to run and 
produce and do like a whole comedy festival which is in what 33 days yeah 33 days you know that's a factor so <laughs> i mean how are are any of those people going to be in the festival no 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 they didn't apply those people were too special to apply they didn't like that's the thing is a lot of people in the in the comedy community didn't even apply to the festival because I don't even think it's a thing because people think people think that I'm nothing and it sucks because you know what I already think I'm nothing I don't need for you to think I'm nothing too fucking dicks I mean but, it, but it's okay for them to come here and drink their beer and smoke their weed well yeah that's what everybody thinks everyone thinks this place is just free and it just magically exists like there's leprechauns running it and they clean the toilet there's tiny little gnomes inside of mutiny radio that dust and take out the garbage and clean the toilet and pay the fucking rent like they're gnomes they're special little gnomes and it's like do i have to wear a fucking t-shirt that says yes i'm doing everything and then I hate to do that because now I feel like an asshole because I'm being kind of bitchy about this. But it's like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do everything for everybody anymore and be like, I need to, if I, the only, there is no, no one values this place. And the only way that they're going to find value is when I take it away. When I stop working and I close this place down and I say, fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. Let this be a fucking stupid bullshit cafe that someone's going to sell $12 sandwiches at it. Let it become, let the art die. Fuck your fucking art. Fuck this place. When it disappears, everyone will go, wow, what a resource it was. Wow, we great. really miss Pam. It's like the whole like, you know, so it's, I don't, I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm not suicidal, but I'm gonna fucking murder this fucking mutiny radio because no one's gonna appreciate it until it's gone. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like what if I just moved to Aruba? I get 20 grand. What the That's fuck true. am I doing? Certainly not gonna invest it in here since no one fucking appreciates this goddamn place. You could go to Aruba and do comedy. I, well, I won't do comedy. That's the thing. Fuck it. I don't wanna do anything. I just wanna like lay around on the beach and not work. I, I need to get married again to a rich guy. Like, I'm. <laughs> I mean, if I just had to suck dick again for money, it'd be so much easier, right? It, it kind of is easier. It kind of is easier. Because with this, you go through a wave of emotions. And then also, I don't like trust a lot of people. So now it's just like there's like a broken trust thing. And oh, I don't yeah. trust it. I, and not, that's not true. I don't not trust anybody. But even now, like a lot of people have said they were going to do things and they don't do them. But when people are doing things for free, I can't say, you know, come on, do. I mean, volunteerism I, I it sucks it sucks that I we have to rely on that i think there's also a problem with a generation that's afraid to say no right please it's okay to say no rather than be like oh okay we'll do this we'll put you on don't if that's the worst thing to hype me up and make me feel like okay i have a place right here i have a spot right here cool because you already have my mind thinking that way i'm already prepared and then you bump me off right when it it had been so much easier if you said no we can't or this is how it's it's so much easier than saying yeah well they fu it's just a list but they fucked me if they were that's the thing is they run a shitty open mic because they don't communicate with their people what the fuck is going on if if I bump somebody I tell them hey you know what this person needs to go is that okay I, it, 
Tony Sparks did it last night to me. He bumped me, and he, but he came up and said, hey, Pam, uh, Sandra Rizzer, can she go before you? Because she's old and she needs to go home. And I'm like, of course, Tony. Thank you for communicating with me. That's all it takes. That's really. all it takes. If they would have told me at the beginning, geez, Pam, uh, you're signed up ninth. The feature usually go- goes on after the eighth person. I would have said, hey, thanks. I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to go sign up somewhere else where I could have gotten stage time. I don't want to watch your fucking shitty comics. Honestly, they're the same shitty comics that are here and another shitty comic. Charlie Ballard was there and he fucking sucked his own dick. (laughs) The thing is, I could have made that all queer, lesbian, feminist room laugh their asses off with all my period and feminist jokes. I could have actually made them laugh. And instead, I had to sit through a bunch of amateur fucking not even doing comedy for a year yet people that I see every Monday and every Friday on fucking joke workshop and happy hour. And I sat through their stuff and smiled and clapped and then they bumped me. And then I thought I was so pissed. I almost broke Jonathan's car door off when I went out because he was waiting outside for me. And I was like, oh, I'm on up next. I'm I'm up next. Just wait. And then I just got crossed my name off the list and walked out. And I was so pissed. I got in the street and I'm like, fuck those fucking cunty queers. I slammed his door. And seriously, they purposely did not communicate with me. This is not an oversight. This is a slight. I am Pam motherfucking Benjamin. And I've been doing this shit for four and a half fucking years. And you give me a little goddamn respect. It, it, yeah. That's, I mean. It's sounding like there's no love. There's no love for Pam Benjamin. And and if that's the way it's going to be, then I'm fucking done. You're not done. I'm fucking yeah. done. You I get, don't want to do get this anymore. Elsewhere. I mean, the thing is, let's, I'm going to keep it real. Keep it real, please. My, some of my friends don't want to come down here because some of the, there have been times when, there have been some really shitty comments and it's been mostly dudes talking about their dick and pussy jokes yeah. and they're like dude this is like the second time i came down here like some of the people were funny but some of the people that were on the mic were just doing the same repetitious shit right. and so and that sucks right and to me those people aren't professional because it's the same dick and pussy jokes so i mean we yeah. have to talk about a little bit of professionalism well, with a lot of the comics and i i also feel like like you did say that sf is not on the mac for comedy this is probably one of the reasons why because things are kind of disorganized and there is no sense of community and then a lot of the people are here i mean i still think myself as an amateur i'm not a professional because i don't go to open mics all the time because i'm working but right. when i ever i try to I, I i do and it's usually here but the fact of the matter is i know how the game works i know how to play the game right you know there is a mutual respect for all comedians but if you're going to be a dick about it i can totally be a dick too and i i i don't know i i know it's a it's a different environment i can definitely tell you that coming from where i am and and i actually kind of want to get back to a whole new environment i mean i honestly want to i'm seriously like thinking about renegotiating my entire life and actually letting this place go because I don't think that it's doing anything for me. I don't think it's doing anything for my comedy. I don't think it helps me in any selfish... I, I, don't, I don't feel served by this space. I feel like I serve this space and I give everything to this space, but I'm not getting it back. And I'm done. I'm done. Have and you ever confronted 
any of these people? Because I know you've bumped heads with um, some people before. But have you ever had like a like, I guess, communicated to why these people feel this way or they do these things? Like, because I'm not in the in crowd. Because I'm not cool enough, and they don't think I'm funny I hate for that whatever shit. reason. I hate that. I don't know. Because I'm not a dyke. Why? I don't know why they don't like me. Because, because I've. I mean, who knows? I. I've. I've booked both of them. I've booked both Jessica Seeley and Irene too, but she didn't even show up to the show I booked her on because she obviously is too popular and has other shows and she's wait, too she funny didn't, for wait, me Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You booked somebody. She and bailed on me last minute. La- really? That, see, that, there we go with professionalism again. Well, I mean, she's, she's so big up there and everybody loves her that I guess she got booked somewhere else and my show wasn't important, so... I, see, I, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I just, I don't like when people do that. I mean, I get, I get, you you always want to go to the bigger stage. Right. I get that. And yeah. the bigger audience. Yeah. But you also, in this profession, have, have to have some kind of loyalty to... Well, neither of those people have any loyalty to me. And I understand that. They don't give a fuck. They, I'm, but that's the thing, is that... But there's too many people like that. There that's are. A, that's there the are. problem. And, and the, most of those people aren't fucking funny. <laughs> well, I, I, Irene is funny. I mean, she really is. And I, but people, it's because audiences. This is the thing. Audience either, audiences either like people or they don't like people for whatever reasons. Sometimes an audience loves me. Like last night at the brainwash, I fucking murdered it. The peop, they, it I murdered it, and it was great. But why do I always murder it at the brainwash? I don't know. Maybe it's because you're I funny. no, because I it's, it's like the only place I I love brainwash my own room. I don't even the other thing is my own room. Like when I do my sets, I always open for my show, and no one's in here listening. No one gives a fuck. All the comedians are outside smoking. Like see, I don't trying like to find that. an audience. I hate it too. I don't like that. I don't. I that is one thing that really turns me off. That. And I remember there was one time <laughs> I decided to do the show outside because everybody was outside. Absolutely. I'm like, fine, if no one's going to be in there, let's take this party outside. And you know what? I should start doing that actually and just and because the microphone reaches outside. Outside, and, right. And you could actually stand in the doorway and do your jokes to both people. But I try to lead by example. I try to sit down and listen to everybody's sets and I try to say like, all right, this is how. But, but that's what comedians do. That's that's what a lot of artists do. They do observe and listen to other people's material. I would like to. I mean, that's so. that's what that's what you're supposed to do. Not saying that you're going to use it or borrow it, but you're studying each other. I mean, that actors study each other. Right, right. You know that you have to. I mean, that's what you have to do if you want to become a professional. Anything you have to study and observe. Don't just you. Not you're not just gonna go into this be like, well, I'm just fucking funny. No, right. there are people out there that are funnier than you and not a lot more clever. But it's okay to observe and listen to them. Give them some respect too. You okay. would want the same thing for you. I hate that shit. It's so disrespectful. It's really disrespectful when you leave in the middle of somebody's set. You don't do that shit at Zany's, right? You right, wouldn't do right. that at like the Improv, right? Right. No, fuck right. no. You sit your ass down. Well, and I'm that's one of the things I'm worried about for the festival is I've, I have the I'm gonna have the green tent outside so that because I can't have a green room in here, so having com- com- comedians outside I have to have a bouncer at the green tent because I can't just let any comedian in there. They have to be on the show 
you know, they have to up. either be a visiting comedian from that's that's here for the festival on a. It can be their night or it can be an off night. Oh, we have a phone call. Uh oh. Alt cast. Oh, old Dumbface, hold on, let's get you on. <laughs> dumbface. Dumb What's going on? We got a call in from old Dumbface. Hey, oh, dumb I just face. I just went on a massive rant about how last night I got fucked by some cunty, what? cunty dykes. What happened? Um, they... Yes, tell us the story. I already said the story, but I'll say it again real quickly. I... I broke out of my comfort zone and I went to an, an open mic I've never been to on Tuesday nights. And, um... The six, Is that that Martoonies? Yeah, I wasn't going to say like, I wasn't going to say specifically what it was, but yeah, it was Martoonies. Yeah, once you said cunts, I figured I knew who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I left the station at, I was running out of time and I didn't finish what I needed to finish and I was like, I got to get there by six though because I want to sign up and I don't want to be late on the list because I want to like try to hit four. I wanted to do some stage time last night. I was going to do some rooms I haven't done. I wanted to do open improv. I wanted to hit brainwash. I was thinking about doing showdown. I was going to go do a bunch of rooms last night and I really wanted to do some new material and I wanted to work some stuff out and I made the choice in my head. I'm going to break my comfort zone and I'm going to go out okay. and I'm going to go to this new place. So I know I'm going to be late. So I get on Facebook before I leave and I Facebook Dom and Tess and I'm like, I know you guys go to this room. Please, please, please sign me up. I'm not going to make it in time. So I run from the station up to 21st Street. I get on the 14 bus. It's going totally slow. I'm looking at the clock and it's like 5.58 and I get off at Otis Street and I run, I run up to Valencia, I run, I'm out of breath, I'm carrying cat food in my bag as well, so I have an extra, t- I get there, I'm sweaty, it's 6.05, and I look at the list, I'm like, oh my god, I know, I, just, I look at the list, and I had been signed up ninth, which was great, but then before me was Sanj, and I said, hey, wait, he's not queer, I get to go before him, right, and Julie Ash is at the piano noodling away, because she's like the new co-host or whatever, and she's like, oh, and I was like, well, I'm a girl, so, you know, I'm trying to get in a bunch of rooms tonight, blah, blah, blah. So the show starts and it's a shit bag. It's a piece of shit. And all of a sudden all these people start coming because there's this feature that's going on. And there's all these, there's like 12 people there that are not comedians. And they're all drinking and laughing and having fun. And I know what's happening on the list and I know that I'm next. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, all of a sudden I'm not next. Do you know who's next? Sabine fucking Sadiq. I've been in comedy for three months, but I've supported this room. And they put her up and she eats a dick, right? It's terrible. She's not funny in front of these people. It's a whole room of people and they're talking to her. She has no idea how to do crowd work. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, I'm going to murder her. I'm up next. I'm up next. They bumped. They put her before me for some reason. I don't know why, but I know that I'm next. I know that I'm next. And so I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do period jokes and they're all queer and they're all ladies. I'm like, feminist jokes. I'm going to knock it out of the park on this three minutes. I'm just going to wow them. And then what happens? They put up the feature. So I've been there for an hour and 20 minutes supporting their fucking cunty room. And rather than tell me, communicate with me, hey, we're going to bump you and then the feature's going on so you might, you know. They just do, they didn't communicate with me at all when the feature was going. I just assumed the feature was going at the end, but they don't run up any kind of open, I've been running open mics. I know how to run an open mic. And I am courteous and conscious of my people's needs because they might want to go to other fucking rooms. And they bumped me for a kid and then they put on the feature. That is a deliberate snub by cunty, cunty queers. Do you agree? Do you agree that's a deliberate snub by Jessica Seely, Irene Two, and Julie Ash? Oh, and you know what, Julie Ash? I will never put you on a Pamtastic. Oh, I will oh, I never, ever she's on, book she's on her. One. I will never book she's her. She's on one. She's going. And right. I didn't drink last night. I was fucking sober. I am not drinking. And so I was fucking sober the whole night, just feeling how awful this fucking 
community is. Fuck you and your queer fucking hysteria bullshit. I'm a woman too, and my material would have killed. You're just as clicky and cunty as every single other person in San Francisco. It's a comedian. I'm done. All right. Any, all right. Uh, Take a breath. Yeah. Let, 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 me, let me weigh in on this. Yeah, please. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, dumb face. First off, you can't just pop up at a show randomly one time and expect to get treated like the people that go there consistently. Okay. Now, is it is it shitty that they weren't like, hey, these two people are going to go before you? Yeah, it, it's kind of shitty. But the only reason why it seems super shitty to you is because you're trying to do all this stuff and you're not drinking, so you don't have that boredom killer. And it's for somebody who you feel hasn't been, quote-unquote, in the community long enough to deserve that special treatment, okay? Now, the Sabu or whatever that bitch's name is, she might have been going uh, to that open mic every single time it was there for the whole three months she's been doing it. She, she does. But but I even said on the internet when they said, oh, hysteria tonight, I commented on the Facebook post, hey, I'm really excited to try out your room tonight. I've never been there. And I sat there and I supported and I listened for an hour and 20 minutes. And then they fucking put up the feature. I'm supposed to sit through your fucking feature too for your three fucking minutes? Seriously? That is just a disrespect. I've been in this for four and a half years. Fucking tell me that you're going to no, put the feature on before that's me. That's the problem, Pam. You, you can't. Comedy is not a community. That's, that's where you're running into a lot of problems. You keep feeling like there's this community. There's no community. You're the only one that thinks of it as a community. This is a bunch of bloodthirsty wolves out for their own best interest. This isn't Cub Scouts. This isn't Little League Baseball. There's no high fives in the Capri Sun at the end. But dumb face, I've actually been like, you know, I, I was just mentioning the fact that like when I was doing improv in Chicago, there was like this sense of community where it wasn't too like cutthroat and what have you. And where right, we, but that's the, that's different though. That's Midwest and Midwest. You have a bunch of pocket of little islands. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, Chicago, they have a comedy scene, but you know, well, blue bluff, Illinois, they don't have shit. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is in Chicago where there are eyes on comedy, either doing stand up or improv compared to here where there are no eyes here. You know, oh, but no, you there's st- nothing here but a bunch of fucking people trying to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Work in tech? Yeah. So <laughs> well, it's like, I understand your frustration level with it, but at the same time, unfortunately, I got to fight against you and say that it's, it's not on the room. Oh, no, it you is. Know? I really they, think it they is. Do their it's own on the gig. host. They do their own thing. And then, I mean, you just then they're you bad the hosts. Then they, then they are because bad. Because you're upset that people just showed up and asked to get booked on Pamtastics, even though they'd never been to the room once. Right, but I'm not asking to get booked. I was just asking to get the three minutes like everybody else, and they could have been good hosts. What the fuck are you? This is all for three minutes? Three minutes. But the, it was a full room of people. The whole, this is the point. I was waiting there through for an hour and a half, for an hour and 20 minutes, for my three minutes. And instead of giving me the three minutes, they brought the feature up. They could have they could have talked to me. They could have said anything. They could have communicated with me in some way. This is poor hosting. This is them being bad hosts. And I get to call them out on that because I'm a fucking well, great host. Not, so I'm calling them out. Host. Yes, they they're are. an experienced host. <laughs> well, a well, I'm going to say that 
their inexperience has led them to me shitting on them forever. They just made new enemies. Oh, you want to make an enemy of Pam Benjamin? Fucking do it. Oh, fucking no. do it. Julie Ash, like, I already oh, didn't man. hate your fucking... Look at my titties all the time. And I'm going to wear makeup. Maybe I should get a nose job so I can be pretty for real. Or like a haircut or oh, something. No, show your tits and your ass and do mediocre jokes and see where it gets you. You've been doing it for a fucking year, you little baby. Seriously. Oh, I go to the comedy God. college. Me, me, me. I'm sorry. I ain't gonna respect anybody because no one respects me. F- fucking Pam Benjamin's coming out all new. Spitting venom. Fucking telling people what's really the fuck going on. You've joined the dark side. I yeah, am on. I am officially. Maybe that needs to happen. I am officially a Sith Lord. Fuck it. I am Darth Vadering the shit out. No more Anakin Skywalker. I don't give a shit about driving the stupid pod around the winning anything. Fuck everybody. Seriously. Yeah, no, I, here's the thing. Not I understand you. how nice. I feel because so I had the same yeah. thing Thank you. when I came in from St. Louis. It's like, dude, I'm a, I'm a road-working comedian, yeah. and I can't get booked at three, you know, a three-minute open mic. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I've and worked with funny. some of the nation's best comics. And you're funny. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the way it goes because and at the end of the day, with shit like that, that's all those people have is that one room. That's their definition of comedy. You know, they don't make enough money to where they can actually take the initial expense hit and go out on the road. They only have that one little spot. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see why you're frustrated, but at the same time, if you to play devil's advocate from their point of view, here's this chick who never comes out, and now all of a sudden she's upset because she's not getting preferential treatment. No, I just, I didn't want preferential treatment. I just wanted to be where I was on the list or I wanted them to communicate to me that the feature was going before me. Because if they would have told me that, hey, the feature, the feature usually goes on around about the eighth person, I would have said, thanks guys, but I'm going to go to OMG. Because I was looking for stage time that night. But instead, I sat there I for an hour and a half. They wasted my, my time. time. I was about to say, I think you're more pissed off at the fact that you wasted precious time when you could be doing something else i could have stayed at the fucking station and done the work that i needed to finish for right. the festival you know so that i wouldn't be stressed out for the rest of the night but instead i rushed my ass over there to break out of my comfort zone because hysteria is supposed to be an open welcoming place for women fuck you cunts <laughs> nothing yeah, is no, more well, open it's, it's not it's opening and comforting place for people that are in the clique yeah. Oh, you, he said and it too. And you're not in that clique. No, I'm not you, in that clique. You've never been there before. No. Why? I expected a little respect. I'm Pam motherfucking no. Benjamin. There's like, no respect to be given amongst these. They, well, first of all, they don't know how to respect people. They don't know the they proper have thing clicks. to do because most of them are pretty new to comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know there, there's a difference between those people who are amateurs and then there's people who are professionals who've been in this business for a while and yeah. no they're educated enough to know how this business works as for there, there shouldn't be clicks in comedy this is not high well, school there's clicks in everything i know but what you should have done is you should have gone hey guys i came out and i i want you know i waited a little while to get on your show um you guys kind of moved, made some changes to the lineups so now i have to leave but i want to come back next tuesday is there any way you can put me at an earlier spot tuesday but you decided that you were going to take it personal, that this was a huge insult to you, and they fucking shut you down. I mean, yeah, it's pictures being along for women. That's just marketing bullshit to get women into the audience. Yeah. That's yeah. why I hate women. 
We hate men too. Uh, no, I I hate humans. You know what though? I'm gonna agree with you. I actually there are very very few female comedians that I actually like or get along with or respect. And sure. uh, there well, are very few and far between. There's a lot more females between. doing comedy now, and they don't have a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and then especially if you don't get outside of your little bubble. You just get used to how your own mechanical machine works, and then you expect everywhere else to work like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous for you to be like, I went to an open mic that I've never been before, and it was kind of a shit show. <laughs> you can't get upset about that. That's just the way it is. That's like getting mad at an apple because it's got a stem. <laughs> I think she. I think you're mad about other things as well. I, I think. I, yeah. I think there's just been a boiling point of a lot of things going on. Not even just what happened last night, but you know things that are going on here in the station. And Dude, this, this the festival is fucking grinding you down. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's like Bono said to Sinead O'Connor, don't let the bastard grind you down. <laughs> well, the thing is, if this bullshit is actually successful and anything actually happens, I will never, I those three people, they are on my shit list. That's it. Seriously. <laughs> never they're going to have to, they're going to have to, if they want to be, if they ever want to be on the Pam Benjamin inside click or anything and ever, they, they're going to have to do something nice for me. They're going to have to really scratch my back. You know, that's just the way it is. I don't, I don't think is. you should look at it like that. Look, there's going to be plenty of people that you don't like in this, all right? Because, first of all, anyone who says that they want to be a stand-up comedian in some way, shape, or form is kind of fucked up, <laughs> all right? So you got a bunch of fucked up people coming together, and they're all convinced that they can make some stranger sitting in a chair have a good time all of a sudden in three minutes. It's a completely asinine ideology. So you need to be more patient, more relaxed, more reserved. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think you should honestly trip on these girls. Oh, I, I already you know. did hear. It's not like they're gonna actually listen to the Altacaster oh. give a shit. And I mean, oh, I'm not you'd gonna be surprised who fucking listens to this thing. <laughs> Let me tell you from firsthand fucking experience. <laughs> well, I, yeah, but I don't think that those three ladies give enough fucks about. Clearly, they don't give any fucks about me because if they did, they would have put me up because they thought that I had value. But clearly, they didn't, so they weren't gonna listen to the Altacast because nothing in this, this place has value. They're never gonna listen to it. So it's actually a safe place for me to call them fucking queer cunts. <laughs> it's no, the safest they're, they're place for me to do to it. it because someone's gonna listen to it, and then the gossip machine's gonna get great. Wrong. Great. Pam's a bitch. You know what? I fucking am. I've been playing nice for the past four and a half years for all you assholes, but I'm actually a mean person. You know how hard it's been for me to be nice to everybody for the past four and a half years? I'm fucking done. I know. Well, that's because you're hitting a wall right now. Yeah. You've overexerted yourself. You've overextended yourself. And you're at your wit's end with all this different shit that you're trying to do. And at the same time, you're grinding it out alone. I know exactly how you feel because I felt that way with Pete and Poji. Yeah. You know, when me and Pete would get together, I felt a lot of times that I'm doing all this work and I'm trying to get all something done. And I started to get pissed and I started to get aggravated at him. And then when I sat down, I thought about it. It's like, look, man, for me, I'm a comic who just recently got into this new world of film and I get to do all this new stuff. So it's fresh and exciting for me. But for him, he went to college for film school and then abandoned it to be a tattoo artist. Right. So he's doing some shit that he doesn't really feel that passionate about. So you can't expect people to match your same expectation level. You know, you're the director of the station, so what's going on with the station, what's involved in the station is going to mean more to you than it does to anybody else. For them, it's five minutes on a Friday. Right. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't be angry. You should be angry. But you shouldn't be swearing blood oaths to these people (laughs) because chances are in another four months they probably won't even be doing comedy anymore. 
Oh, if no, that's, that's true. Say that what they're doing right now could be considered comedy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think Trust I'm going to be doing comedy. It's going to get fucking worse. Imagine having a booked week to where you have airline tickets paid, and then they're like, oh, hey, uh, Jerry from Survivor's coming in to do time. We got to move your week. Uh, <laughs> oh. My plane tickets are non-refundable. What do you mean? Does this guy do comedy? No, he dressed up in his underwear and got bit by a monkey. He's pretty popular on the internet. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> I, a slap in the face. Wow. Did you, so this shit, it, it, it's not, it's going to get worse, to be honest with you. Yeah. The more of the bullying and bullshit. I had Doug Stanhope call Molly from Punchline saying that I was worth taking a look at. I was a regular, I was put in the rotation at Punchline, and then the guy that knew me got fired. Right. So they brought in some bitch that does fucking burlesque comedy because she's too ugly to be a stripper and not funny enough to be a comedian. Now she's telling me when I can and can't go on stage and acting like a total cunt to me. Right. So yeah, I could get mad, upset about it and pissed off, but I just say, hey, I'm not doing that shit anymore, man. There's a lot of times you're going to be faced with something that if you don't like it, just fucking realize it's not for you. There's a plenty of other things going on. Yeah, it fucked up your Tuesday. But at the same time, now you know that that's not a place that you need to go or fuck around with. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never go back. I think that for me, I just took it personally because it was, it was a personal thing for me. I never have, I've never gone there because I've been like, I don't really know or like those girls. And I was like, well, I'm going to give it a try because Dom was like, it's a really great open mic. You should really try it. And I'm like, well, I'll listen to Dom. All right, I'll go out. So yeah, I actually, I know, but I just, the whole point is this. It is personal. I left my comfort zone. I went out of myself to try to do something different and they shat on me and didn't communicate with me and didn't respect me. And that taught me that I'm never going back there. And I know that I'm yeah, never well, going back there. they didn't shit on you. They just didn't treat you as priority. No, they didn't. They treated someone else with, they didn't even treat me as if they would have just gone through the list, it would have been great. But they gave someone priority who is not... They gave someone priority who's been doing this for, like, never. And and negated me who's been doing it way long. Like, it just... It just it was a personal slight. Yeah. They could have no, communicated with me. They could have communicated with me when they made that choice. But they chose not to. So they got me. You know what? Get me once, you got me, right? I waited. I watched your shitty show. I sat yeah. and watched your shitty show. You got me. You got me once. You aren't ever going to get me again. Ever. See, that's well, the, the beauty. Thing. They probably thought that that Sudoku girl went up there and bombed her ass off. They actually have people in there for a change. So they were like, well, let's just put up the headline or the feature because that's what we've, we've been advertising and pushing right now. Right. And that's who the people were there for. But I'm Pam motherfucking yeah. Benjamin and I would have made those 12 people laugh their asses off. And you know what? I of think that maybe they but chose not to put me up because they didn't maybe want to see me do great. Like, no, I don't, I don't that, that is it. your own personal negativity coming yeah, out. That's I don't from think being tired and worn down. I think there was just lack of communication, and you know. Well, then they were, there, and then there's a lot of favoritism that goes on as well. You know, then but, they run a shitty open mic, and I'm never going back. Well, the good, the beautiful me. thing is. And I'll tell other people when they ask me where to go because everybody asks me because I'm Pam fucking Benjamin. And when people come from out of town, I'm going to say, don't go to hysteria. Go anywhere on a Tuesday, but don't go there. Oh, you're no, coming in town okay, for the I festival? The oh, be careful Wait, with well, that. Burn you're, my you're, bridge. Be careful with that. Though. I don't give Why a fuck. Why is your personal evaluation so low? Personal evaluation of what? Myself? Yeah, you keep, you keep saying like, like, I'm Pam Benjamin. Don't you know? Like, 
it seems like you're getting agitated and it just sounds like an inner subconscious feeling that you feel like the people that are in the San Francisco comedy scene don't value or don't respect you. They, Absolutely. I, mean, I think that's 100% true. Not 100%. And why I think there's think like 10% is? of people that respect me and I think everybody else thinks I'm a piece of shit. Why do you think that? That's such a negative way to think. Because um, Andrew Holmgren walked up to me two years ago and said that he'd never book me because he doesn't think I'm funny. And because there's a lot of people that specifically don't come to my room because George Chen and Irene too both jumped out of Pampatastics because they had better shows to do. Because all kinds of people don't value this space. Because yeah. last Saturday, people came to watch the show and they realized that all the comedians were paying. They're like, do we have to pay? And then like I'm like, oh God, do I, I, I'm like, kinda I mean I there uh, why am I why do I feel devalued because I don't feel like anybody has put any value on any of this I mean well no but see that's the thing is your perception of mutiny radio isn't shared by other people you know uh, what I'm saying for for me on Friday nights it can be aggravating to be there because you got a bunch of fucked up people yelling shit out <laughs> walking in like I was I've been saving all my recordings from when I've been there, and I've never once done a set where somebody didn't yell out or interrupt me or have anything going on. It it's, feels to me it's more of a wild, relaxed party room. Right. Yeah. And then you take that atmosphere, but you don't have the nonchalance of like, you know what, let's just go drink some beers and party and have fun. No, it's being recorded and then broadcasting out. Yeah. So then it's like, you, here it is, you're not even seeing my show. You're seeing me having to deal with all this goofy shit that's going on inside the room right yep so now and i'm not trying to say that to talk down on you or to say anything bad about the room i'm just saying you know if you wanted to get somewhere you know you have to look at why people are thinking that right well i'm getting there's going to be chairs on friday (laughs) but it's not just the chairs you know a lot of the the people and the clientele that are coming in there that watch shows either live in the area or they just need a place to stay warm or to do drugs. Well, that's the thing is I think, I mean, maybe I need to tell the, the Coulters and the spikes and the, and the James Conrad's that they can't hang out for the show. I mean, that's the thing as a comedian. It's not just them though. Would you? It's also too, man. I mean, you're not going to want to hear this. There's a lot of times you're getting fucking bombed doing really long, drawn out, crazy intros for people. And partying because you're tired because you've been at the station for eight hours by the time you're getting down to the last five open mic people. I don't I don't think I get too bombed before my open mic. It's the it's the fantastics one where I forget I forget things halfway through. Yeah, because you're doing at that point a four hour show and then you have people that you add on in the next hour of that because you're trying to make all these people happy. Yeah. I well I'm no I'm not gonna have any more of the 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 ship of fools after thing. If I give any extra time, it'll be to the people that are actually on the show. But I wouldn't, I mean, you're doing four hours, man. There doesn't need to be any extra time. Right. A yeah. four hour show is already insane. Fucking Lord of the Rings is only three hours. <laughs> right. That's, that's true. Scarface is only three You know hours. what I'm saying? So I wouldn't take all this stuff so personally and get angry and agitated about it. I just sit back and reflect, see how you feel and see what you can do to change things. You know, Andrew Holmgum said that he would never book you. He never thought he was funny. Who cares what the fuck that guy drinks? Well, they used to, the Get Yucked Up show used to get a lot of, they, they used to be sold out. Like, I mean, it was a free show, so they weren't selling anything. But they were fully packed rooms every time they did a show. And, right, um, and see, and the way you get to, to that one. point, 
is by having consistently top-notch shows. You know, selecting which comics can go on and can't go on. Right. So you need to be more like Andrew Holmgren and be like, hey, man, we appreciate you coming out, but, you know, I, I can only put you up maybe once a month or something until I see a little bit more from you. But um, you're hesitant to do that because all the comics are making up the majority of the audience. Right. That's absolutely yeah. true. Comics are the least important thing in comedy. <laughs> you, you need you need the people you need an audience to get involved right but if you go to an open mic and you see two hours of you know mediocre to fucking shit stuff and then it's awkward to go to the bathroom or to go outside to do anything you're not going to get repeat customers you know right. we had that one guy on friday who lives in the area who likes to come out Scott, um, but at the nice. same time, he's doing it to take a break, and there's a couple people that he really enjoys. Right. So don't 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 worry about those other people and what they're doing and how they treat people. Worry about what you're doing and how you handle it. You have a weekly show that's four hours long. You've got a podcast. You're running a station, and you're trying to put together a comedy festival by yourself. All and right? you're also doing your own stuff. Oh, I don't you know, know what yeah, that stuff is. Man, I'm not. You know. There's. I, I don't get to do anything. I tried to do things by myself last night, and it just didn't. It that didn't was one work. night, though. It, I mean, uh-huh. the good thing is you still have this space and other spaces. You know, there are other spaces. Yeah. I mean, hell, you you travel. I mean, that's professional. That's what a, you, you said last a night. A lot of a lot of people. She was so sweet. She's like. But Pam, in Seattle, everybody loves you. And I was right. like, I know, but I'm not in Seattle. I'm in San Francisco. And like when that Andy Picaro, he came on Monday to the joke workshop and he was like, he stood up in front of everybody and he's like, you guys have no idea what you have here, like what Pam's built for you here. And it was like, wow, it takes a guy who's been doing comedy for 11 years from Pennsylvania to tell these fucking selfish dick bags that I'm working my ass off for them and they don't give a fuck. The only one who no, gives a fuck. Why are you working your ass off for these people? These people are fucking worthless. I, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know, I, you, you keep jumping in the campfire, and then you're calling me the next day wondering why you got burned. Because you're <laughs> doing the same thing, man. These people don't respect anything. They don't know what they have. Some of them and don't the, even have shoes. Yeah, yeah, and to be honest with you, on Tuesday, I don't think anybody was trying to slight you. I think they're just so wrapped up in their own bullshit, they probably didn't even know that you were fucking there doing anything. No, I mean, I I posted on the Facebook, I got there, they all said hello, I said hello to them, all that stuff, signed up yeah, on the list. All those other people that come out there, they probably just hang around until it's their chance to go up. You know, when I go to Brainwash, I expect to hang out there for an hour. I know at some point in time, Anthony will do his best to try to get me up, and he, at the same time, you know, if he's like, oh, dude, it's packed tonight. I'm like, no problem, man. You've taken care of me a bunch before. Don't even worry about it. You know, whatever you can yeah. do to get me up is great. If not, I'm not, I'm not stressing about it. Yeah. Well, Anthony Medina isn't the problem. He, he respects me and really cares about what I'm doing and, and thinks that I'm of doing course, good but stuff. He, he's been in comedy for a while. He's been doing his own stuff for a while. And he's been going out to other places. So he has a better perspective on things. Yeah. You know, you can't go to the Mickey Mouse Club wearing a Donald Duck t-shirt and get pissed off that no one's patting you on the back. <laughs> That's quacktastic. Yeah. Well. You, you need to afford yourself more rest. Yeah. You, need to have, you don't have a single day off throughout the week that is your day off to where you don't have to worry about shit. You just have days where you plug in different shit, whether it's for the station, whether it's for your own stage time, whether it's for the festival, 
whether it's nannying, whether it's fucking kinking, yeah. or whether it's trying to find a moment to have some time with your boyfriend. You run all the time. You're going to burn up your motor, man. Everyone's got to stop and change the oil. <laughs> But there's no time. <laughs> you have to make I the know. time. I know. It's because you've overloaded yourself, man. You've overloaded yourself for a bunch of people that don't care about what you're doing. Yeah. So well, that's the change you need to make. I can understand you being upset at those fucking hood rat girls. I get that. <laughs> but don't, don't let that dictate how you feel about everything else. Don't start waging wars and going to battle because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Well, I'm not, I'm not waging a war. I'm not going to wage a war. I'm just saying that those, the people that I feel disrespected me, they're, they're, they don't respect me. I don't respect them. Done. Easy. I already didn't respect Julie Ash. So that's easy. <laughs> like, that's easy. Yeah, so you already went in there with a grudge against that bitch. Well, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that she was the new co-host, and I don't give a fuck. I went to that room. I didn't even know Jessica Seeley was a co-host and that it was her last night. I didn't even know that. I was there because it was Irene Two's room and because Dom said it's a good room, and I trust Dom, and so I went to the, I got outside. You trust someone who hasn't been doing comedy more than two months? Well, I trust her because... She's a nice person and comes to my room. And I yeah, thought, of course, dude. She's a nice person. She's an absolute doll. But that doesn't mean that what she believes to be a good room is going to match up with what you believe to be a good well, room, given it, how much experience you've it, had. It was a good room. There were 12 people that weren't comedians there, and I would have murdered it. But you didn't. <laughs> but I didn't, because they didn't give me the opportunity to do it, because they gave it to a fucking punk who hasn't been doing comedy hardly at all and who sucked her own dick. Yeah, so, but maybe she brought some of those people. Maybe nope, she buys a lot all, of those drinks. All There's the, different factors that go into that. All it's not just about being there. funny. I know. But it, all those people were there for the, for the feature, which is why they put them up, which is great. I mean, it's fun. I hate yeah. to tell you this, but you're going to have more shitty nights like that. Might yeah. be worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, but, but the beauty of it is you have other platforms. As for some of those people that were probably doing the open mic, they only have just that one platform, and that's it, yeah. you know, so... You went in there like a comic, like, I'm going to kill this room, I'm going to really fucking show my stuff. You need to go into this room with the mentality of being an explorer, like, all right, let's see what's out on this frontier that I know nothing about. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal for me, because I actually sat through fucking Charlie Ballard's set, and I hate that guy. And Dude, I actually I sat through his set... All. <laughs> That's mistake number one. Don't watch the comics, man. They're garbage. Yeah, I know. Well, all you're gonna do is pick up bad habits from all these trolls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm insulting the entire comedy community. Yeah. Ooh, tell me how you feel, Poji. I mean, dumb face, dumb, dumb face, old yeah. dumb face, old dumb face. old dumb face, man. These people suck. <laughs> yeah. They're unbearable. Do you do you think there's a difference in mentality? Because I I totally. See, there's a difference in mentality compared to the comedy where you started, like in the Midwest, compared to here. Well, the difference in mentality is that in the Midwest, you have smaller clusters of people. Like the amount of open mic comics and people that consider themselves comics in San Francisco would fill up like four major cities in the Midwest. Okay. So when you have a smaller group of comics like that, you have the end game. And the end game is experience in being in professional comedy settings. Yeah. Okay, when you work a week at a club and you're doing five days with seven to eight shows, turn shows over and repeat material, that is comedy. Yeah. 
okay? And you don't have access to that out here because you got Cobbs, you got Punchline, uh, and then you got fucking, you know, Doc's Cocktails or whatever. And that that's it. But the whole point of open mics and of these showcases to say, okay, what part of that performance that I just did would translate into a professional three-man, two-man show? Yeah. Because that's the job. So I've had a lot of experience in the professional aspect of it. So when I go to these shows, I'll do a set. Maybe the set's fire. That's, it's fucking awesome. And, you know, I did all this great stuff. But if none of it works in a professional setting, then it's fucking worthless. It's like having your mom tell you you're hot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's what people lack out here. They lack the foresight of what a professional room is. I you know, agree. You were excited by 12 people in the crowd. I'm excited when there's 350. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a real show. That's a two-drink minimum, people paying money to come out. That's comedy. When you have to actually spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 15 minutes warming them up, that is on-the-clock comedy. All this other stuff is just simulation. Right. Well, but you don't that's have all we have. that have that professional aspect, so they do a great simulation, and they feel like, I'm ready to go on Jay Leno's show. I'm ready to <laughs> my own Comedy Central Presents. I'm five hours of material. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, but the problem is, is, when you're in comedy, there's no handbook of comedy. There's no way to tell how you're doing comedy. No. All you have to go off of is looking at the people around you. But if you're a dove around a bunch of crows, you're going to think you're a crow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally agree. With I'm that. getting out of comedy. I'm done. I'm. I think that um, I'm gonna try to do this festival, and then if uh, if it doesn't work, I'm just gonna be done. I hope this wasn't over just of last night, though. I mean, no, no. no this has been. This has be been dumb, coming. You gotta take breaks. You gotta back off of it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a. Weird illusion because your whole life you've been taught as long as you work hard and you put the work and the effort into it, good things will come. It's not true with comedy. No. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, hard work is meaningless. And uh, Yeah, it, so when I came out here, that's why I got so depressed, suicidal, and now I own two cats because <laughs> my mentality of what comedy is and what I was used to and where I wanted to be didn't mean shit out here. And the only time I found peace and a sense of renewed happiness is when I just started focusing on the material. That's that it, you got to focus on the material, the making the money, the getting the book, all that stuff is second factor. You got to just focus on the material, and if you're not happy doing the material, writing the material, and working on the material, get the fuck out because this shit gets worse and worse and worse as you go along. Yeah. Rejection. I, well, and I, that's why I'm, I think I need to, I don't think I'm, I don't think I can hack it. I think it's time to, I think it's time it's, to turn it, to that, throw in the a, towel. Again, you're, you're putting extremes on yourself. Don't put an extreme on yourself. Just say after this festival, I need to back off, reevaluate and regroup and, you know, figure out what's going on. This festival is the tipping point because it requires a lot of work, a lot of pressure, it's a lot of time and effort. Yeah. It's not easy, yeah. But I guarantee you, once all those people get around you, and then they start having fun, and then they start inviting you out to other places. I mean, think of comedy when you went to Seattle and you went to Oregon. Remember how much fun that was? Remember how awesome those shows were? Yeah. Because you got out of everything that's familiar to you. 
you didn't have to go see these fucking these dumbass broads that want to poke out their tits and look at me. Hey, wow, look at this. You know, there's different mistakes and problems that people make as they go along through this. And the only thing that will see you through that is honest self-analyzation at the end of the day. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter what I think of myself because I think I'm fucking great. I think I'm talented as fuck. So it makes me crazy when I don't, other people don't see it that way. So that's why I should go back to, I mean, at least, at least when I wrote novels, people bought my book and I could feel like, Hey, there's 500 people that all spent $10 on my book. That's why I wouldn't, I didn't want to, um, I was going to rent out the punchline at one point and try to throw a show on like a Tuesday or whatever. And I realized if I can't even get people to spend $10 on my book, how am I going to get them to spend $15 on a comedy ticket and buy two items? So it's basically like if I can't make them spend $10, how am I going to make them spend $40? You know? Well, first of all, you got to stop knowing poor people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You need to come to the marina with me. You need to find disposable income listeners. I was thinking that maybe possibly that, you know, like, you know, like in the SF Weekly where they always have, you know, advertising for like, you know, different shows. Why can't we do that like every week? And I know it costs money because we don't have the money. You the know. money just it isn't all there. comes down to money. It's man. and and the thing is that um you know I send out all the PRs and I send out um all the fantastics with all of this all the people for this entire month and um until I book the next month which I need to do again soon fuck um though I send out PRs to all like 135 different emails of all these different press and I just no one bites and I don't have the money I don't even have the money to. Like we need, we need a new computer. We need new XLR cables. We need to pay the rent. Like we can't even pay the rent every month. Uh, it, we're already, yeah. we're already running at a loss every month until the comedy festival brings in the cushion. And until then, we're using my personal funds to keep the station going. And so I think oh. that a lot of the, I think that a lot of the angst and anger that I feel is that That's this is, this is from. not only my personal sweat equity. This is not only the time and effort that I put in as a person into the station to make it work so that all these yahoos can fucking have stage space and not give me thanks for it. Um, but it's, it's my own personal money. It's not, that's what makes me pissed off. It's like, that's what I'm saying, man. You need to take some time, regroup, reevaluate, see what you like about it, see what you don't like about it, and then make a better plan of attack. Right. Stop stop dealing with all these absolutes. I'll never do this for them. I'll never go here. I'm going to be done with that. Stop. You're, you're trying to drastically change things overnight, and it doesn't work that way. you got to listen to that chick that, you know, talks about how to use Periscope uh, and all that stuff and get some meditation shit going and let all that yeah, shit drain do. out of you because all you're going to do is run yourself ragged, and your anger is just going to keep building and building until you're walking around with a black dark suit and we can hear you breathe. <laughs> I already, I, I honestly, I already feel that way. I just, but I just kind of want to burn it all to the ground. The thing, this is what See, I, think. I hear you. I, I think what you need to do is, uh, dude, on Fridays, cut it down to a two-hour show. You already got someone there running a board. Have different guest hosts go there so you don't have to be there on a Friday all the time or you can just pop in, do a set, and then bounce. Yeah, but I'm a control freak. I don't trust people. I don't. I don't trust people with a fantastic brand. They're not. 
they're not they don't know how to run they, a tight ship they're not good brand shit. fuck that brand shit you're not a bar of soap all right there's no <laughs> brand it's fucking bullshit marketing jargon that everyone tells you you're an artist okay you're not a corporation you're not your fucking khakis get that idea out of your head because if you move to tallahassee tomorrow none of that brand shit means anything well, except that I have four years of podcasts of every Friday having really good shows. so Don't, don't even exist. worry about that. If that all disappears, then you have nothing. But that's not right, what it's true. about. If it's the, about having that experience. When the sun flare comes, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all gone anyway. Because <laughs> there's yeah. no more electricity. Yeah, I'm and, telling you, man, just relax. Take that pressure off of yourself. Don't be so controlling over this. This is not make or break. This is not end of the world. This is playtime. This is supposed to see... What you like, what you're into, what you want to talk about. You know, you're, you're focusing on all these people in, a, in an art form that where you're supposed to focus on yourself. Right. Well, and that's the thing. If I want to actually focus on myself, then I need to, I need to, dump, the, I need to dump the station. Uh, because I can't, I can't keep working for everybody else. And th- no, this but is the no thing. No, there's no goal associated is, with the station. Well, this is the thing about the station. No one sees it having any value. Even the people that are a part of it, I don't think that they see it having as much value as it does. But they're going to miss it when it's gone. They sure are. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suicidal, but I will, I will fucking suicide this station. I will, I, will, I, will, I will kill it just so everybody can go, oh, when they're at the funeral. Oh. No, you're, Seriously. No, you know what? That's yeah, exactly. Women. Exactly. I'm going to be fucking spiteful because no one's given a shit for the past four and a half years of all the sacrifice and work I've done and no one cares and they don't see value in it. But you know what? When it's gone, they'll see the fucking value and they'll miss it and they'll say, oh, what was once? Oh, blah, 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 blah. But what about and then the- I'll be in Aruba. But what about the value in you? I mean, people do see the value in you. I mean, anytime you get an opportunity for someone to invite you to something, you know, even if it's like at an open mic or out of town or out of state, there is some value in that because someone, somebody is looking at you and someone is like, hey, we're going to point and pick her up and put her on the show. You know, so that I think that's an important thing that you're missing here. Yeah, the, the when show, you go out of town, you get a good essence of what your actual value is. Exactly. That is a big step. Most motherfuckers who call themselves comedians don't don't even step foot out of town. Right. <laughs> you know. You want me to go to that Tuesday show and show my dick? I'll do it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll paint a face on my helmet and fucking do a puppet show with my penis. <laughs> Old dumb face show? Yeah. Oh, old dumb face. Dumb face will bring you the business. Stop this blood oath Benjamin persona you've taken on. <laughs> I'm just tired I of being nice. I understand how you can feel that way because that's what happens when you get the fucking severe case of burnout. But it's not going to do you any good. Well, the thing is that I don't, unlike other people, I don't have to do this. I. I know. Why are you doing this? There's no goal from it. Well, exactly. It's not like YouTube's going to show up and be like, this is amazing. We want you to be the kings of San Francisco. Absolutely. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, um, I, at this point, I don't know why I'm doing it. I used to feel, you know, uh, I used to feel radically about free speech and, you know, the sort of the free radio and the, and the internet and being able to express yourself. You know, in the United States. Oh, yeah, States all that or, San Francisco bullshit. Right, all that San Francisco <laughs> bullshit. I used to believe mm-hmm. in that, but now I don't really... I mean, I really feel like I could... 
pull the money from Alta, take it in myself, do everything out of my house, basically not pay rent, and have if my rent was like a mere two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> You'd be living like a queen. I could and I could do I could do anything I wanted, which would be great. Um, I could actually just hole up in my house and become, you know, write a couple more novels again or something and not have to worry about all this, it, all the time that I fucking waste at open mics, just wasted time paying attention oh, to other people. it's not even wasted, it's straight abuse because you sit in there and watch those dirtbags. Yeah, I know. <laughs> trying to lead by example, trying to be a good person. No, this, that's, that's just committing a mistake. That's not leading by example. <laughs> you know, I think the best thing for you to do right now is get to the end of your comedy festival and then back off of everything. I know you're burned out and you want to quit now, which is why I'm telling you to keep going because there will be times in any business or in any art form where everything sucks and you just have to keep going. Yeah. So get to use the festival as your end point, and then once you do that, then fucking completely change stuff because it's, you know, it, I mean, you've been doing this for four years and all you've ended up with is more stress and now you're losing money. So I know you wanted it to be certain thing, but sometimes you have to step away from what you want it to be and look at what it actually is. Right. Yeah. But it's it's all a learning process. It's not like you need to, you know, put it on your back, feel the burn or take the scar. You know, you hit on the pretty girl and then she told you she didn't want you to come over anymore. That's fine. That fucking happened. <laughs> you keep your chin up and you plow forward. Well, but just not with you reach the point where you're not achieving any sort of happiness. Right. And you're not in jail, so you shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am. I do. I feel jailed by this place. I feel like I, yeah. f I feel like I feel like I have that I'm required to do it, but that nobody nobody appreciates that I'm forced to be here. I, I yeah, feel like I feel like a mom who's who's I feel like a single mother with 44 children who keeps a roof over their head and keeps them fed and takes them to school and takes them to soccer practice and has all their schedules and knows them and knows about them and cares about them. And they slap me in the face every morning after I hand them their sack lunch. That's what I feel and like. And you keep showing up after four years. Yeah. Fuck those kids. Let them die. Right. I know. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. We, I think we need, to, we need to sit down one of these nights here and watch Fight Club. I, I, know, I know that movie really well, and there I've read the book yeah. too. The book is it's, it's is like better the scene in the car accident where it's like, just let go. Yeah. You know. Well, you know. I'm. But think of it as a good thing because, as it stands right now, when you look towards the future, you know what it's going to entail, and it's miserable, and you're angry about it. But once you get past this festival, then the future is unknown. And don't use that as a fear thing. Use that as an exciting thing. Like, what can you do now? What can you get into next? Well, it's certainly not going to be... Every, everyone at the station was like, let's just do the 3,030 again. And I'm like, no. I've done that two years yeah. in a row by myself, and I will not do it again. I will exactly. not take on another project by myself. It is too much. And nobody gives a shit. And trying to get people to help is like... I mean, it's it's impossible. And people even think they're helping and they're not helping. They're like, oh, I'm being so supportive. I'm like, you're not being supportive. You suck. No, I wanted to help, so I brought you a broken microwave because I'm helping. <laughs> That's what happens when you get all these insane, mentally ill bums coming around. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's but so you know true. what? Even, even when you're in the Marine Corps, after four years, they give you the option to leave. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you don't want to fight that war anymore. I don't know why you wanted to fight that war in the first place. 
But after being around you and becoming good friends with you, I can see all of the awesome things done for you and all the self-discipline that you have to get stuff done and how you handle problems and how you handle obstacles. And so it gave you a good deal of experience. And sometimes all you get to walk away with is the experience. Well, and that's like everything else in my life. I mean, my God, I ran a, I ran a theater company for four years and I ran, I mean, and that means, not, and that's nothing. It's not, it means it's meaningless now, all the theater that I did for years and years. And even my master's degrees are pointless. I mean, it's like, oh, no, look, well, I did, I wrote for other people, but they shaped who you are and they yeah. built your character of who you are. So once you get this, once you get past this festival and you get rid of this lackadaisical vampires that are leeching your life force. Then you can focus on you and what you want to do in your art. Yeah. What you're not doing isn't art. It's a different form of cubicle work. Right. And the fact and that you're the, not a cubicle person. The fact of the matter that you do have that background in theater and running a theater company is how you present yourself as a professional, which a lot of these people don't know how. You know, and I think people, some some people, I think, observe that. So that, you know, those years of you doing that before aren't wasted. You know? No, they were building confidence in yourself that you can do crazy astronomical things. You can run a station with bums and make it last, <laughs> you know, until you, you don't want to do it anymore. Right. Don't be a hamster in the wheel, man. Fucking be the hamster by the water bottle and the food. <laughs> well, and last night I sat outside and smoked cigarettes and didn't watch anybody at the brainwash. And then I went up and I left and it felt good. It felt I'm good to, to not pay attention to people and just say, well, and, and, and I went up and I, and I did, I did, I did really well last night, Jonathan. I mean, I, I there was a full, there was a full audience of a lot of people and they weren't comedians because Kikoa O'Brien somehow always manages to put together like a great show and not that that's surprising he has friends on the outside like real people no, he has and no and it was he's got a shiny head he's gonna bring people around <laughs> right <laughs> but uh it, it was a great show and i um and i i did well so i shouldn't be sad and i got up and i killed it and i got my backpack and i walked out and i was like jonathan let's go and he's like we're going and i'm like yeah we're going and he's like oh okay. yeah well that's the other thing too is when you watch all those comics you see how shitty they are, and then you see how good your response from them are, and that's another part that'll send you in a tizzy. Right. Because you can't, you can't get involved in what someone's doing and what they're getting versus what you're doing and what you're getting. That's another reason why I don't go in there and watch that stuff. I block all that shit out. I don't give a fuck about them. I just care if this joke about the bat wing is going to work. <laughs> See, I, I appreciate and watch, I like watching people's shitty work because it kind of makes me feel better about myself. And that's the egotistical part of me. Oh, no, it can. You know, and I was just mentioning earlier, like, I, you know, the reason why I do sometimes enjoy watching people, not that I have to be forced to, but I just like to watch and observe how people work. Sometimes I learn things. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, do right. I look like that or do I sound like that? I hope not. You know, and I, I mean, that's why I like sometimes enjoy watching people sink or fail. I mean, because I hate people. Yeah, right now I hate so I many really, people. I mean, honestly, yeah. the, I, I've always hated people because people are assholes and you, you, I don't trust anybody. I was mentioning that earlier. And, you know, being in this business, and again, I'm not a professional. I am an amateur. <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, just 
watching people and seeing how they are or there's so many people that call themselves professionals i'm like no you're not i'm like no you're not you don't know how this is i've actually seen people like real professionals like blood sweat and tears right you know this this shit is it's fun but it's actually not that fun most comedians are depressed you know why they're depressed because the shit's hard yeah yeah, and it's hard because you do all this work and you make all this stuff happen and nobody takes recognition of it. Exactly. Right. It's not like you're all getting paid for it. No. It's not the best living. No. It's, it's you know, sometimes it can be self-suicide, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. I mean, when a lobster sheds his exoskeleton, it's yeah. just got to hurt like fuck. But once he's out of it, he feels great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You gotta get rid of you gotta get rid of your shell, man. It's time to get a new shell. You've outgrown this one, and now it's causing pain and aggravation. Yeah, <laughs> you need some preparation H. <laughs> well, I, I'm anyway. Me, me, me. Yeah, don't it's take all about it all me. in one day. Just relax, man. Namaste. You know, you're in a you're in a river where, depending on how hard you kick or how hard you struggle, you can always lay back and chill, and that current will just take you right along. I honestly think it's the pressures of the station and the festival. Yeah. That's yeah. my that's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I think that it's it's mostly that. Cuz it ain't easy. But it's it's this it's the same. It's you we've talked about this in my childhood and the past and everything. It's the same thing I always go through and I have since the 7th grade. There's a project happening. There's a team that's supposed to work on the project and the project ends up getting completely done by Pam. And I think that it's twofold. One, I don't trust anybody because everybody sucks and they can't fucking do anything they say they're going to do. Nothing makes me more upset than people that agree to do something and then don't do it. That flaky, uh, whether flaky it's, California. I know exactly frustration. Whether it's I know your, I've tried to get two separate people to help me uh, on Pete and Poji on exterior things. And everyone, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to do that. We're going to fucking help out. I'm so excited for this. I can't wait to help out. And then every time crunch time comes, they fucking fizzle out. Yeah. People don't share the same passion for shit that you have. You know, very rarely can you find that. Like even, you know, Pete, who I've worked with on projects closer than I have anybody else. I know how to work with him now. I know where our differences come in and I know where our problems come up. And at the same time, I know to trust him. When he says he's going to get something done, he'll wait till the last fucking minute, but then he'll get it done. But me stressing him out the whole time isn't going to accelerate anything or make anything happen. Right. So, I know. I just have you know, 33 days. Saying, whenever you end this and you start something new, look for those signs, for those red flags. Yeah. I, I just think I'm going to completely change courses after this. And just, I mean, it really honestly depends on whether the festival makes money or not. If we don't make three grand, I'm, I'm turning around. I'm going to just be like, all right, guys. I gave it almost three years. I tried my best. Can't do it. If someone else thinks they can step up, good luck because I'm taking Alta with me. <laughs> I'm taking their money. I'm taking. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave Alta for you. You can find your own fucking sponsor. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take them with yeah. me so I can live my life in a comfortable way, and and stop grinding so fucking hard. Um, and. And this place will shut down, and it'll become something stupid, and and that's just the way that's San the Francisco. You know that if you don't do all the work yourself, it's going to shut down. So that's a bogus deal, right there. Absolutely, yeah. I've known that. I've known that for two and a half, almost three years now, though. 
I think you need to look at this festival as a reward and a party time for all your hard work with all these cool out-of-town people that you've met and helped out. And this is more of your thank you gift back to the people who have helped you out. You know what I'm saying? Because I know some of these people you knew from your time that you went up there, and that's how they heard about things, and they helped you out with stuff. So you're going to return the favor to them. You're going to enjoy all the partying and the festivity that's going to go on. And I can tell you right now, you're probably not going to make three grand. So I wouldn't even worry about that and just be like, hey, guys, um, you know, after March 6th, uh, I'm plotting a new course in life. So whoever wants to step up and take stuff over, that's great. And then after you do that, I'd get a new cell phone number so they can't call you with every problem that pops up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, going to want to help them. You're going to want to be there. But that's fucking their issue and their problem. Yeah. Yeah, good luck, whoever tries to do it. The thing is that it'll it'll just it'll just fall apart and fizzle out because nobody yeah, no, no one, one will be able to come up with the money. Anything. Well, no one will be able to once the Alta money goes, somebody, the new person whoever they were are would have to find $1200 a month to keep of this course. place going, which nobody can do. There's not one of these, you know, people here who can who has the wherewithal to maybe Tim Pizza Maybe. But, but that's not your problem anymore. Right. Because I would just leave it and be like, hey, I tried. <laughs> I mean, you got in there. You were you found a way to make it work, to make it happen. It's not impossible if you have the ambition, the drive, and the effort. And the time. But when you're a solo man running an army of, you know, ne'er-do-wells, <laughs> you're going to have problems. Yeah. You guys are listening to MutinyRadio.fm. The right. station of ne'er do wells and yeah, ne'er do wells and and uh, st- and retarded pirates. Yeah, scurvy, boobs, rum. Yeah, I, I've got to. I got to get off the phone here because okay. I still. I'm in the middle of changing cap. Oh, okay. Like, oh, we're gonna shit on the floor. Thanks, thanks, thanks old dumb face. Thanks, old dumb face. Yeah, thanks for talking don't me off the so ledge. Seriously, you know, fucking don't don't beat yourself down. Just relax. All right, it's not the end of the world. Thanks, Dad. Just a bunch of bums drinking beer and doing drugs. All right. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Steve. Thanks, old dumb face. No old dumb face. Good luck with your cats. Bye. All right. Bye. That was old dumb face. Well, that was old dumb face, Steve Poggi, talking me, trying to talk me down off the ledge that I have climbed up on top of, and I am ready to dive off the edge. Everything's just been weighing down on you. Absolutely. Everyone, you know, everyone has that breaking point. Yeah. And then it's always sometimes little things that actually really get you off the ledge. Yep. You know. The snowball effect, as I like to call the it. The snowball effect. Yeah. Well, here we are on the AltaCast, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals on MutinyRadio.fm. I am joined by the Sheriff of Truth, Toya. Uh, I believe it's time to go through <laughs> the Yahoo. We're going to read between the lines of Yahoo Yay. News. They have 75 stories in order oh, God. that are supposed to be important to us. Uh, and we're just going to go through them and see what they're trying to tell us without telling us that. Clinton Sanders at odds over... Oops. Why did they... That's number two. Number one is Trump pulls out of Fox, Fox. News debate. Yeah. The candidate's campaign manager confirms that Trump will boycott Thursday night's event. 
let them have their debate. Was it supposed to be Republicans versus Democrats? No, no. It's supposed to be another Republican uh, debate. And so Trump is still kind of, he's got his, you know, tidy whities in the bunch because he still is upset with uh, Megyn Kelly about like him asking too many hard questions from the last Fox debate. He doesn't ask hard questions. He just is mean. No, uh, she, she, oh, she yeah. Did. Of course know, she asked hard questions. That's because you it's know. fucking, you're, you want to be the president of the United States? You better ask some so fucking hard questions. What he's doing is being a pussy. Yeah. Oh, stop. You know, uh-oh, we got an I ad. Gotta, I got an ad. I gotta stop. Okay. So basically, he's being a pussy and not doing the debate. I mean, this is what you have to do. I mean, if you're pussying out on a debate where it's just talking, imagine what happens when, what you have to do during wartime or during an emergency. You know, seriously, I'm like that. Such chicken shit. But you know what? People are going to vote. for And they're already Fox News, so they love him anyway. Uh, Sanders visits White House. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders visits the West Wing after a dismissive comment uh, from the president. Dismissive to Bernie Sanders. All right. Uh, Iran, Iran to U.S. drop hostility. Uh oh, the world's falling apart. What's new? We're we're all we're all idiots in America. Um, Iran wants to kill us. Next, North Korea's a threat. Oh, North Korea's a threat to the world. Duh. Says Kerry. Washington is pushing for a strong United Nations response to Korea's last nuclear test. How long has that been going on? Uh, <laughs> Kerry's been out there trying to talk to them for a while. Yeah. Um, but it's scary stuff. So we, so we've got um. United States politics is fucked and stupid because of um, Trump. We have uh, problems overseas, both in Iran and North Korea. Next, Schneider names committee. Oh, right. To Flint water. Flint water. There, now, there we go. So number four. So first we've got stupid politics. Then we're like, we're in trouble with the world. Now, here we go. Domestic, Domestic. problems. Water. Huge, huge problems. Water. Michigan's embattled governor picks a team of experts and government officials to solve the ongoing crisis. First of all, he did that shit. He was the one that ignored the whole water and switched over in 2013. To the to the river water. To the river water. GM didn't use the water because they said it was corrosive. Wow. Corrosive. GM. I mean, I, uh, the, he he needs to resign. They they need to impeach this governor. You Absolutely. Know, all the high levels of lead. And by the way, did I mention that Flint is a predominantly black city? Yeah, it's a predominantly yeah. black city. And it, it is. It's you know economically it's poor because yeah. all the since all the my friend is from Flint, so that's it, why it kind of hits close to home because right. her GM and uh, Ford all the. Um, Plants were there, and then and then they're closed. So they're all closed. The people yeah. still, uh, they, they had no jobs. And then where right. do you, where Flint you was a once a mm. flourishing community, but once all the plants closed and what have you, the the people didn't know what to do. The, so I the mean, only way to be middle class is to have a middle class job, and a right. lot of people without education can find middle class work in um, production and in factories. And when we close those down, and we haven't educated our people, what are they supposed to do? Oh. If you work with your hands and now you're supposed to write code? Like, come on. <laughs> it's Flint, and, and I've been to Flint, and it, it's not... I've met some really cool people, but it was kind of a scary city. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's the government's fault. It's the, it's the local government's fault. It's the state 
government's fault. It's the federal government's fault for letting these cities like Flint and Cleveland and what have you let them go. And now something here in the United States that we have to worry about, Dale. Uh, yes, and I don't think anybody will. Yeah, this is criminal. It's criminal actions. I mean, absolutely. But you know, of course, no one's going to go to jail. No one's going to jail. This well, story number five is Valentine's Day for singles. Fuck. Alternatives to couples getaway include destinations as diverse as Mexico and Minneapolis. Hey, don't worry about what's going on abroad or domestically. Oh, go on vacation. This makes me go upshot. on. This is story number five. Story this number is... five of the top seventy-five stories is how can you spend your money somewhere else? Number six. NFL investigating Manning over HGH claims an Al Jazeera story that mentioned several NFL players, including Peyton Manning, prompted the inquiry. Mm. Give let the man win a Super Bowl. Can we let the man win a Super Bowl, please? And more money. All he's it's coming to San Francisco. It's ruining everything. It's all the traffic is fucked up. They've closed down an entire street. It's not even in this city. It's in Santa Clara. Fuck NFL. Uh, Oh, oh, nothing. You know this might be sweet, Gail. Though, do you want to take it? Do you think we should? Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's Here we go. See what happens. Ooh. Mutiny Radio, Altacast. Hi, Sam Benjamin. Hey, this is Paul Sanford. Hey, uh, we were just <laughs> we were just going through we were just going through the news. Did you um did you have something to add or something to, to talk <laughs> oh, about? I just saw that you had posted that you were on the air and open to talking and wondered if I could contribute what's on your mind you know yeah uh well right There's a lot going on right now we just uh we're going through the um the top yahoo stories we switch gears uh, we switch gears the top yahoo stories and we like to read between the lines of the stories so what we have is sure. domestic policies uh hostility in uh both iran and north korea so things are bad domestic sucks uh, in Flint, and then story number five was <laughs> Valentine's Day for singles. How to find places as far flung as Mexico to spend money on what a wonderful vacation by a- yourself. AKA, spend that is money. an advertisement, by the way. It's an advertisement. It's, 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 they call it a story, but that is an advertisement for some bullshit. And here we go, more advertisement. Dad spends yeah, eight... talk about whiplash, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, God damn it. It's not you really know? news. I mean, are we gonna, are we gonna start reading about Donald Trump's sexual fantasies? I mean, we actually have know, his that, daughter. It's all this huge mishmash. Yeah, it go is. From the cosmic to the itsy-bitsy, you know. Are we going to get little little candy hearts printed on them, God loves you, vote for Trump? Right. Well, here's... For Valentine's Day, you know? I ah. see that story here's the next. Here's the next story. This is story number sure. seven of most importance. Dad spends 18 months making fairy tale room. The epic project required welding lessons, but the crafter's daughter has no doubt it was worth it. Oh Spend God. money on your kids. Be a good American. And then that, oh story God. number eight. This is ridiculous. Study... Men outspeak women in Disney movies. Male characters have three times as many lines as females in films like The Little Mermaid. Linguists find blah, blah, blah. Latin, the worst offender. Okay, this was all horseshit. Feminism is still alive and well. (laughs) Is that story number eight? That was story number eight. Okay, wait a minute. Feminism itself as a concept and a movement and a principle is very robustly alive and well. It's the word feminism that's got stink on it. It's the definition of what people think it is, right. language. Because women have got all kinds of stuff going on now, but 
you know, they don't, but people say, oh, a feminist, that's a very specific notion of women I have a beef with. Well, and, and, and it's bullshit. Feminist it's, it's, is the only word that has, it has a female connotation that doesn't have the word man. Because female, human, per son, right. per son, son, yeah. about a man. The, all you of those go, words. Girl. You go, girl. Well, I got nothing to say on the topic. Well, that's that, the thing. If you I mean, say you're a feminist. But I have always been rhetorically feminist. I've always said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I still get hard-ons, you know? <laughs> I, you know so I, I'm, I'm, I like... You know, don't, I have been told at mutiny never to say the word feminist by a woman. Oh, that's on the, weird. On a broadcast. So well, I, like, I like the you word know? feminist because it's it doesn't have the word men in it. I like the I word love feminist because I know that's what the beautiful, is. That's a beautiful poem, Pamela. <laughs> right there. That's a kind of a haiku. <laughs> yeah. It's well. like stone... Spelling women, women with a Y. Oh, and you know? I, I hate that. I think that's ridiculous. I know, but it's a, it also is a poem, you know? Right, but women with a Y still has the word men in it, no matter how you spell it. Um, oh, well. Here's the next one. This is, this is the most important story, number nine. <laughs> Oscar nominee Vikander on the Wise, Alicia Vikander, is nominated for her role as the wife of a transgender pioneer in The Danish Girl transgender stuff and also go see a movie <laughs> advertising story number 10 10 overlooked tax breaks for new parents have children so what are we learning from the news today have children spend money on your kids be a good consumer watch disney movies watch disney movies watch watch the super bowl yeah and um although we know that we're uh, there are threats coming from foreign places and that they hate us. Don't worry. Just keep spending money. Just throw money at it. It'll be okay. And don't well, drink the, the water. <laughs> Take advantage see, of these I often... I see the connection. Well, and that is, well, people are all crapped up their ass, constipated <laughs> over sex being procreation. And therefore, if you're transgender, you're not fertile. And therefore, it's bad because you're supposed to have kids. Oh. I mean, that's the whole... That's the whole biblical thrust. Go ye forth, be fruitful, and multiply. Yeah. And so it's heteronormative to have mama, papa, baby bear. And, and Yahoo you know, believes it. And anything else is unpatriotic and sinful. Take advantage of these often ignored ways to cut your tax bill as you build your family. Why your child needs a social security number. So you can claim as a dependent, dummy, of course. <laughs> claim as many dependents as you can. Sure. Uh, oh, God. Sure. Oh, Number was. eleven story: Trump lands major evangelical endorsement. He is oh wow. He is praised to by work the press. Wow. What a <laughs> story number eleven. Oh damn. He is praised by Jerry Falwell Jr. of Liberty University, where Ted Cruz kicked off his presidential campaign. Okay. Here's my take on that. Yeah. To start off with, I like Trump better than Falwell. They both claim to be Christians. But Trump knows he's lying. Because <laughs> yeah. he said two Corinthians. Two Corinthians. Second Corinthians. It's exactly. He was at Liberty uh, University last week reading yeah. one of the quotes. And he said two he Corinthians. Martin yes. Luther King Day. Oh yeah. He was there God. to celebrate Martin Luther King of all the ironies. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. What a slap in the face. It's like. Black lives don't matter, and black votes don't matter. And but this is for Martin Luther King. Matter. We're going to get elected by white men only. We ain't going to even let those women and colored folks vote. And, you know? <laughs> and the next 
uh, the, this, the next story deals with race. They definitely, I really think that there's a pattern behind this and they're trying to, they're trying to manipulate us like unbeknownst to ourselves. They're trying to oh, subjugate oh. thought oh, and no. underneath. So this is Connecticut stun gun uses, use different, uh, Connecticut stun gun use this. differs by suspects race. Officers warned but didn't fire at white suspects at a higher rate than they did at blacks or Hispanics. Yeah. Connecticut is the first state to require reports on race. By the way, it's so funny that story 11, you have horseshit. I mean, story 12, story 12. This is what it's behind. It's behind. It's behind Disney. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, this is why people don't want to talk about it because it's story 12. Yeah. By, by story five, people are like, okay, I'm done with this because we're so ADD all over the place where it's just like, where the issue where it is important, you, you have no option, but ignore it. I mean, it's story 12. It's story 12 because it's not that important. Disney is more important. And we're to celebrate your Valentine's Day. Right. Really? Seriously? It is. So my life ain't shit. Yeah, See, this is why black awful. lives don't matter. Well, you're right on there. <laughs> on the other hand, if you get to be one of the turds in the punch bowl, you're still in the mix. And so remember, this issue wasn't even number 12. A year ago, I read about a guy who worked to try to get statistics on this kind of thing, and they did not exist. Police departments were not even reporting this kind of thing, and it's so significant that now people are actually getting numbers, and it's sneaking in. You know, it's kind of slipped in the back door. It's a little kind of a virus there. Yeah. Now, and I know what it's to like to slip through the, the back feet. door. You get to pay attention to that. And you get to beat the drum for that, and that will beat it up in the feed because Yahoo will say, oh, people are interested in this story, and then they'll start looking for related stories, and it'll move up, it'll move up the line. And, and That's we, how it works. We can even look over to the side and see what's trending now. I don't, it says yes, number good. one is Joey Feek. I don't even know who that is. Who the hell? Joey Feek. Does anyone know who Joey Feek is? I have no idea. I have, he's trending now, but I have no idea who that is. Well, he'll be uh, gone by the time Joey you know who Feek, he is. Termini, terminally ill country singer reminiscing with family. He's a country singer. Of course I don't know who he is. I don't listen to that shit. <laughs> Two, well, Lena Headley. We're all terminally ill, Pam. That's, that's absolutely true. I mean, we're all dying. We die the moment we're born. What is this bullshit to not worry about? You know, we spend half of our medical bill each year on the last on the last year of people's lives, we get all dramatic over the last year of their lives. How about the first year of their life helping them to be healthy? We're, oh, we're, we're pretty dramatic about babies. I just say kill Sorry. the babies. I'm ranting and raving. Should I go no, away? No, 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 you're great. We have eight minutes okay. left. Here's here's what's trending now. I'll just read through them one at a time. Brooklyn Decker. I have no idea who that is. Who the fuck are you? Oh, I know who that is. What's Brooklyn Decker? Hot, hot model from... Uh, from uh, 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 Sports Illustrated Swimwear. Well, okay. she's trending number one. Lena Headley, she's from that show Girls. Sania Mizra, Mirza, no idea who that is. Martina uh-huh. Hingis, I think she's a f- uh, tennis player. Emily Blunt, she's a singer. I don't know who uh, Emily no, Blunt she's is. she's an actress. Actress. Six minivans. Trending. Emily Blunt stutters. Emily oh. Blunt stutters. Good for her. Me and she likes her. Uh, yeah. Uh, six minivans. <laughs> Seven, uh, Anjali Ramkisun. I don't know who that is. Eight, COPD, which is a disease that affects your um, pulmonary something. D, 
er, nine, Lisa Rinna. You remember her? Yeah. From uh, from Melrose Place. And number 10 trending is the newest iPhone. We suck. So, Whoever's trending, whatever that means, you all suck. You're all assholes. You and I, I mean, hate Pam, all of you. Yeah, these listen. are all people who have paid publicists. Uh-huh. And these paid publicists put their name out there, like on Facebook and social media, and they just pepper people with stuff. And then those people... You know, they say, oh, this name is bombarding us, and then they, so so if you notice the cover, like when I go to the drugstore, pharmacy to pick up my drugs, you know, my big pharma owns my nuts. Okay, (laughs) so I go to the drugstore, and there are all these cover pictures, and all of a sudden, they'll be the same person on every cover of every magazine. Right. Because their publicist did a thing on them and say, okay, Ms. Magazine's got them on the cover, so you better have them on the cover. Right. And that's what trending means. It just means they they are, they are have good publicists who are well, doing their job. Why isn't Black Lives Matter trending right now? <laughs> Sorry? Why isn't Black Lives Matter it's trending too important. right now? It should be trending. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. I mean, yeah, right. Because it's trending and because people keep hitting that nail. Bam, 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 you know? You have to keep pounding away at your single message. And if your job is to get J-Lo publicized, you have your full-time job every day to just keep putting J-Lo out every place. Let, let's, like we're like gonna, throwing at Johnny Appleseed. We're going to run down. We're running to 26 through 30. These are great. This is, this is story number 26 is 11 clever hair dryer uses. <laughs> Beyond just blowing away dust, you can rescue old photographs, remove wax from tables, and more. You can actually use it to blow up mattresses. Um, anyway, that's it's eleven story. clever hair dryer uses. Yep, yes. that's number twenty-six. Uh, I thought people were shaving their pubes these days. <laughs> that's good. Hair's uh, making a I comeback. Mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I used to, I used to hair, I used to get chapped nuts from hair drying my pubes. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I, I got over that. I mean. Who hair still dryer, has a hair? Is, I don't even have. I don't even own a hair dryer. Well, no, I do. Number do you remember when all hair was blown and dried? That was it. You knew a news. They were a newscaster because they had you know, bam, you had a blow. That's what um, the guy in purple, uh, the newscaster, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, that's all about that blow dry era in which people had no brains. They just had blown dry air between their brains. Unless you oh. have, unless you have curly hair like myself, we have to blow dry to make it straight. Oh no, cu- no curly <laughs> hair. Or you could just no, have no, your hair no, be the way no, it no, is. No, no, no curly hair. Iron your hair. Iron your hair. Uh, here's you know. number twenty-seven. Teaching your kids less left from right. Three easy home tricks. Are the kids finding it hard to figure out directions? Here's a fun, easy way to make it different. Twenty-eight. FBI mass shooting. No, wait, 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 don't go past left and right. Because in Latin, that's sinister and dextrose, and dexter. And so left and right, in our culture, left is wrong and right is right. And that's a mindfuck right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Our language okay. is all political. Uh, number mm-hmm. 27, FBI maths shooting foiled. Look, the FBI did something good. Number 28. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe they, fo- they did something. over it. They did something, right? Uh, next, 20. This is doing something besides investigating if I have a party and show and and show a a, a, a video to my friends. <laughs> forbidden to show. The, the oh FBI God, is like Jay Hooper comes busting into my house to arrest me. 
in a dress. You're, you're going to be foiled. Uh, next, potatoes, potato photos, huge price. Someone bought a picture of a potato for a lot of money. Right on. Storm Jonas from space. Oh, the weather. We're just going to keep going through here. Uh, let's 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 jump for another to another farther. Oh, this will be nice. 30, 36 through forty. Grenada murder suspect. Cat takes superb selfies. Cousins ticked over voting. Hacks for your microwave, 11 of them. And number 40, how often kids need baths. These are the headlines. These, this is the news. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Which, thought... one, which one do you want to hear about? Grenada suspects, Grenada murder suspects. Cat takes superb selfies. Not that Cousin one. ticked over voting. No. Uh, cousins. It's a, this is a NBA thing. Uh, it was... It's NBA star hates that fans vote for all-stars. No joke, this cat takes delightful selfies. 11 microwave hacks that everyone should know. Making a fancier, healthier BLT in minutes by zapping slices of prosciutto and adding them to your sandwich. By the way, microwaves are dangerous anyway. I actually learned that if you put a regular paper bag with... If you put a regular paper bag with popcorn in it in the microwave it will pop you don't actually need to buy microwave popcorn but if you use a bag that has any any um ink on it it'll light on fire i learned this when i was popcorn doing popcorn with an eight-year-old and uh, she's like pam nanny pammy nanny pammy there's a fire in the microwave and i'm like what and i turn around and it's on fire so you make sure if you're gonna do the paper bag trick that it's paper bag that's a plain paper bag no ink with no ink because the ink will catch on fire in your microwave well, the deal with catching on fire in the microwave is that the things get hot from the microwaves, and then that heat makes it hot. Like, your, your cup gets hot from contact with the water that you boil, see? And so, yes, things can scorch in a microwave, but it's a different physical mechanism than in your oven and so we're just not familiar with it. So we think it's magic. Well, the ink know? will light on fire. Uh, so this is this last, this last one. How often kids need baths? Contrary to popular belief, many children don't need one every day until they hit a certain age. Uh, yeah, save water. Yeah. Save yeah. some fucking water, San Francisco, yeah. and stop bathing yeah. your kids so much. Pamela, I'm about to testify. I bathe only, don't shower. I save that water. I use it to flush my toilet. Good for you. I reuse it for additional baths. And, you know, and that, so I, I warm the water up and bathe. And, uh, you know, if you're going to bathe kids every day, teach them about conserving the water. The right. Day, you know, take it out and water the garden with it. Absolutely. Sure. Plus I it's going to happen. Water is, water is life. Totally. And, when kids and, get into, like, you know, preschool and stuff. I think those little fuckers need baths because they nasty. Oh, they're jam hands. They're, just, they're, <laughs> they're, disgusting. they're disgusting. They get nasty girls. once they're in preschool. But this the is the last one I'm going to go through. You can make we... people pure and clean by washing them. You know that only in the blood of Christ. <laughs> only that, in the blood of Christ can, we, can we become clean. Yeah, I mean, truly, oh, look, truly clean. You are having your period, so you are unclean, yeah. you nasty woman. Bathe them in oh, the blood wash. of the Lamb. You got to wash. No man can touch you. If you're having your period, right, the red, you're the red tent. Impure. I you know, know about the hey, red tent. I don't know. There That's was a good book called stuff. The Red Tent. Okay, this is the last one I'll run through. This is stories 45 through 50, and then we'll look at stories 70 through 75. This is 46 through 50. Clues your kid Uh-oh. is lying, how to tell if your kid is lying. If you're attentive enough as a parent, you know when your kid tells fibs, <laughs> says Super Nanny. Next, weird Starbucks food around the words. Around the world, want an egg and cheese? Try this mushroom and uh, Emmental cheese sandwich on vegan roll in the Philippines. 
Bye, bye, bye. See Vin Diesel like you never have before. Vin Diesel in 1994, becoming the star of Fast and Furious franchise. The actor helped promote Streak Shark toys. Who cares? He's coming back. His publicist got him on there. Will Smith's other other boycott. Why Will Smith boycotted the Grammy Awards. The star is skipping this year's Oscar ceremonies, but it's not the first time he stayed home on awards night. In 1989, he This did. is all just yeah, publicity. Is... It's not news. Next, uh, right. delicious eats for your Super Bowl party. Advertising. Pam, party, party, Pam, party. What would you put? In my Super Bowl party? No, what would you oh. put on that list? Of, where would you put it? Of, of these 75 stories, I mean, I... Of the, of, I would you know, start... This list you're reading from. I would start with... Um, I probably would have started with the the Black Lives Matter thing. I would have gone to the lady. There was a lady who died in front of. Uh, she had a thirty five year vigil protesting. No, no, no. I mean, write your own. Write your oh, own. Oh, write my own. Write? I would probably start with. I, I'm, I, we don't have time because our next show is Think Grow Love. No, with, but uh, if you Weiss didn't Nimer. start, if you didn't start with Mutiny Radio is great as the number one on your newsfeed that you write. You're just doing yourself in. It's got to be self-serving. It's all for the purpose of selling your product. Oh. They're all doing what people want to read. Except my product is free. Okay, these are the last. These are the last five. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and we're gonna thank Paul Sanford for being right. with us. Well, thank uh, me. I, this I is, appreciate you putting up with me. The the ex-con meet the ex-con who tried to save Flint. Want Wantwaz Davis was one of the earliest critics of the city's use of water from a contaminated river. Guess what? He's black. Next one. Each state's poorest county. These are the last stories on the thingy. Oh, that's sad. Uh, in states where. In states where income gap is largest, a household earns more than thirty-seven thousand dollars below the median. I own. I don't. I make like sixteen thousand dollars a year. A look back at Abe, Abe Vigoda's Vigoda. famous role after Abe Vigoda, who died on Tuesday, was perhaps best remembered as the role of Phil Fish on Barney Miller. Uh, next, armed militants still occupying Oregon refuge. One occupier is killed, and eight others, including Ammon Bundy, are arrested. Right about and that. And the last one. 75, the origin the origin of free gift with purchase. A free gift oh. for you from Estee Lauder. That oh wraps up the Oh my God, that news. is it. Advertising, I used to work for that company. Advertising Ugh. sucks my balls. Pam, yes. let, me, let me put some things together for you, though. In, in the West, there ain't no water. And in the East, you can't drink the water. Right. Message. it's dirty. Okay? Right. I flew over... I flew over the east, and you know they just got water lying around in rivers and lakes and ponds all over the place. You know, just laying I, around. Have, you know, they just have it lying around all over the place. But you can't drink it. You can't swim in it. You can't. You can't use it because it's filthy. It's contaminated. Um. So, and don't bathe your children in it. Uh, yeah, we're all gonna die, Paul. It's okay. Hey, so let's it's, clap it's, for Paul Sanford. It's all. Yay. It's all one story. That's what comedians do. We take it all into our mind, we jumble it around, and out pops a joke. Out pops Estee Lauder. You can't sell sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. That's what we got. Well, you can't sell sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. And uh, makeup is stupid, and everyone who wears it is a liar and a fake. Except for... Damn. Except for Latoya, the sheriff of truth, when she looks great. Sorry. Didn't mean that. Didn't mean that to you. I meant that to them. Uh, Thank you, Paul. I bought the Max body spray just so I could tell the joke. Oh, my God. 
Paul, we'll see I you soon. Some. It was only a dollar at the dollar store. That's good. You know? I, you're going to smell like X. Paul, we got to go because our next show is coming hey, up next. But thank you so you much for joining go. us. You're great. Thank you. You yeah. go mutiny. Thanks, hey, Paul. Go mutiny. All okay. right. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye-bye. Paul Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. We went a little over. Sorry about that. Stay tuned, though. Stay for Think, Grow, Love with Y Steinberg. Uh, always a great show. You can learn a lot about your small business and you can do some meditation, which as old dumb face Steve Polgy told you, I definitely need to start doing some meditation. Um, again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys Bye. next week. Thanks, LaToya. Bye. You're thanks, great. Pam. You're the best. Oh, you're the breast. Oh, thanks all to California Botanicals for uh, giving all this money and stuff. <laughs> Food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number four altacalifornia.com are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast guy. 
can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen and graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to Subliminal SF. 